Hi, this is Alyssa, and I'm calling in from Maine. And this is Revel from sunny Southern California. And you are listening to Rockin' Radio. Well, we've been getting a lot of good emails and acknowledgments for show nine. Somebody said it was the, her favorite show of all the ones we've done so far. Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I think when we talk about ourselves and uh, just babble, people like it. <laughs> <laughs> Babbling's good, yeah. How we live our lives and what we do. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting that people would find that interesting. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think they're more interested in you, Miss Thing. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's funny because that leads into something I wanted to talk about today. Oh, what's that? Um, well, resist. Well, there's a couple of things. Resistance um, to doing resistance to doing something that you really want to do, and the difference between that and having resistance because you don't want to do something, and kind of knowing how to find. Um, what it is, if it's something you really don't want to do or it's something you truly want to do, but your stuff is coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and um, that's what has happened to me this week. As you know, Revel, um, uh, Revel and I have decided to do the show once a week. And for some reason, I always have something to do. My life is crazy right now, and I'm really busy, and I have a million things going on. But I feel like every time we're supposed to do this show... I have something come up or I forget about it or I'm late calling or I have to switch at the last minute to another day. And at first I thought, well, I'm just really, really busy. And uh, when we were talking yesterday, I called Revel to apologize. And she said, well, maybe it's maybe you don't want to do the show or maybe there's something in you that doesn't want to. And I really had to look at that. And it was so good because I did look at it. And I realized I do want to do the show, but there's something in me that um this isn't something i've ever done before i've never i've been interviewed i my i'm i love doing tv that's my thing and i think i'm much better uh in person on tv when you can see me but on the radio it's never been a comfortable thing for me so it was interesting i kept thinking well i really want to do this but why am i resisting it so i think that's it it's not something that I'm naturally good at. So it's been a stretch for me. So it was really cool to be able to look at that and see that. Mm-hmm. So basically you know? taking you out of your comfort zone. Oh, totally out of my comfort zone. And it's funny because when you and I had talked about doing this show, I was really excited about it. But then I thought, what am I doing? I don't love to talk on, on the radio. I'd much rather be in front of a TV, in front of a camera. I'm, I, I think I'm much better. Mm-hmm. And um, Most people would be the opposite. Yeah, I know. I know. And, yeah, there's just something about the way I come across live or, you know, on TV or being taped and, um, you know, on a DVD, something like that. And But it was interesting because I could have easily said, yeah, okay, obviously I don't want to do this. I'm resisting it and I'm not calling in or I'm calling in late or I'm changing the days on you. Let's just not do it anymore. So it was really cool. I mean, I wanted to, you know, where we talk about our lives and what's, this is what's coming up for me at the moment and there were a couple of things. It's kind of scary to put myself, I put myself out there so much with people mm-hmm. that I'm the type of person, I'm, I don't really hide a lot. I mean, my friends and my family, I'll tell you anything you want to know and I'll talk about anything and I'm not very private and secretive, but mm-hmm. I've had to learn to be careful about that as I'm more out there in the public eye. Sure. 
and so I've gotten pretty kind of protective of myself, and because um, I've I've been hurt, and uh, you know all kinds of things happen the more you put yourself out there, and I've kind of had to surround myself with people I know care about me and who aren't going to hurt me, and I've had to be careful about how how I put myself out there. So it's interesting on the radio because the way we're doing the show, we're just kind of talking, and I'm not really monitoring what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and you're doing it with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm not a private person to begin with, so I'll tell you anything. But I, I notice that I'm kind of, you know, I, I have to stop and think about what I'm saying sometimes, or sometimes I don't, and then I think, oh, should I have said that? Um so it's it's just been a, it's out of my comfort zone. It's a very sure. different thing that we're doing with the show, and um, it was just really cool to look at. I'm, I'm so because I called Revel yesterday and said, you know, I'm really sorry. It's not that I don't value your time. I'm not sure what's going on. I want to do this. Not like I can't take an hour to do this. Yeah, she's I, just, you know, she's I really just, do need to look at why I'm canceling and that yeah, kind of thing. R- rather than banning me, she just wants to waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> she figures I'll probably get pissed off enough and just say, hey, you know what, let's not do it, and I'll stay off your dumb forum anyway, too, okay? You don't have to worry about banning me anymore. <laughs> right, well, I could have gotten really defensive and said, well, you know, I'm just busy, and I can't commit. And I, yeah. but I really wanted to look at that because I felt like I wasn't value, valuing Revel's time. And, um, you know, instead I thought, well, why is this coming up for me? What's, go- what's the real issue I, I don't like, you know, I think there's something that happens when somebody's late all the time or when somebody, there's, there's other issues going on there. So I really yep. wanted to look at that. Well, well I appreciate it. it. And yeah. that's that's one of the things that, that you're saying is, yeah, you could have gotten defensive. Yeah. And yet uh, that's part of why you and I are basically able, able to do this program at all yeah. is yeah. because you're not that way. Mm. And if you, I think if you had gotten defensive about it and just mm-hmm. said, hey, you know what, I'm just really too busy for this crap, right. um, I think you would have thought about it again because, I mean, you did call to apologize in the first place. Right. And for me to say, hey, you know, I hear you say you want to do it. Yeah. And we're doing a good job. People yeah. like it. Yeah. But there's something underneath. There's something underneath that, you, you know, that's, that she's not looking at. Absolutely. And I was like, okay, is it... Is it that I just feel overwhelmed because I'm busy, or is it because I'm scared or some kind of fear? And or you know, and then it came down to that. Yeah, there's a fear of putting myself out there. There's a fear of um, am I not? Uh, you know, we all tend to want to do things that we're already good at, but it's the things that we don't know much about or we're not skilled at that. That's when you get really stretched. And I want to do that. I want to be stretched, and that's how I think. That's how I live my life. I want to grow and um, be aware. Mm-hmm. and not just back off from the things that, that scare me or that are new to me. Yeah, but you didn't even know you were being scared. Yeah, no, I didn't. I knew there was something, after I looked at it, I knew there was something going on. Sure. And I, I could have just said, okay, well, forget it. I, I don't know. I just It doesn't feel right. I'm not going to do it. And, that, and that's the difference, too. You know, I think it takes, I mean, I've been doing this work for so long that, um you know, sometimes you don't really know, well, is it something I shouldn't be doing? Because sometimes you, you go to look at an issue about why you're not doing something or why you don't like to experience something new. or what, And then you realize, well, maybe I don't like it because it's really not what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yeah, and also t- so that, that'll be somebody's some, some t- tanda. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's, that's called an upper limit. Yeah, you know, we've talked yeah. about the cube. We've talked about upper limits. To me, that's an upper limit. You have hit an upper limit yeah. of comfort. Yeah. And now you just broke through to another level. 
Yep. Which means that you've got more possibility of new stuff coming for you. Isn't that great? <laughs> but that's yeah. part of why we don't do it, because we know that. We know that if we break through this, mm-hmm. but also something you said about, uh, you know, people say, listen to your gut. I say, mm-hmm. don't. Most people's guts are not telling them the truth mm-hmm. because they are so out of touch with their feelings. Like, right. she, like she said, you know, like you said, you could have gone and just said, well, forget it. My, you know, I, I have so much resistance. This, I, I should not be doing this. Right. Instead of looking at it and examining your fears, which is in my book, one thing I'm afraid of is yeah. um, examining your fears and seeing, wow, what, what am I afraid of? What's stopping me? Right. And most people's guts, if you listen to your gut and it says, well, this is too much trouble or this is too scary for me, I'm not going to do it, then you never, you never change, you never grow. And for me personally, not for everybody, but for me personally, if I don't change and I don't grow and I don't do things outside my comfort zone, I'm not living life. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I said my life is all about. I want to grow and change me up to new experiences, even if sometimes they're not the most comfortable. Well, they won't be at first because the only reason you're going to get uncomfortable is if you're growing. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel uncomfortable, you're not going anywhere. You're just sitting still. You're just a couch potato doing mm-hmm. the same old routine day after day after day. Mm-hmm. Boring. You know, I, I I did look through your book, Revel. Hey! I really oh, wow! Did. She did. <laughs> Yay! Uh, well, sitting right in front of me on the computer. So this morning, I just was, like, the last hour I was looking through it. And one thing I love is, um, for those of you who don't have Revel's book, it is really cool. I mean, it's it's... And I think we said yesterday, uh, not yesterday, last week, eight and a half by 11. It's a big book, which is great because there's plenty of room to write. But it starts off with the appreciation pages, and there's two big pages for appreciation. And um, there's the PM appreciations, the AM appreciations, the daily choice pages, which are really great. Um, which I thought was really cool because it says at this time instead of blank, I choose blank. But And one thing I love that I think a lot of books leave out is the My Fears page. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been doing personal growth stuff for the last 20 years, and I've been, there's so many different, um, different ways, different philosophies that people follow. And I know that in some of them people say, well, I'm just not going to look at that part of it. I'm just not going to look at that. I'm just going to focus on the positive. Uh-huh. But you have to see what's there. And when I saw this page, it's just a page with 16 um, blank spaces it, blank spaces in it for you to write in. And it says, my fears, and it says, I'm afraid. And I, I love this page because in so many books you don't see this. And it's like what we were just talking about. Sometimes your fears, I think your fears are so much more scary when you hold them in. Yes. You know, if you think, okay, I'm going to eat raw food and my husband's going to leave me, my kids are going to leave me because they're not going to like that I'm doing this. Or um, I'm going to, you know, whatever it is. If you hold it in and it festers and it just becomes so much more, it's so scary. And if you don't ever share it and it becomes this deep, dark secret, once you write it out, it's, you kind of take the charge off it and take the energy out of it. Right. And you can always ask, is that true? Yeah, is that true? And when you see it on paper, it it you know it's when you when you have it in your mind, it becomes such a bigger thing. You know how we it's so much easier to make things bigger than they really are in our head. Exactly. And hold and on, I, we'll be back in a moment. Okay, great. 
You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockin', R-A-W-K-I-N, radio.com. I'm Alyssa, and you can find me at alyssacohen.com. You can also find me at rawfoodtalk.com, and you can get my book, Living on Live Food, and the DVD, Living on Live Food, at alyssacohen.com. We also have all kinds of programs, a five-day training, a 30-day Living Raw program that's happening this summer in Kittery, Maine, and all kinds of cool stuff coming up. Oh, dead air. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually you talk more, so I know. So you're go- um, okay, well, she's- I'm still looking at your book. I'm looking. We were just talking about the My Fears page. Yeah, and I was kind of on a roll with that. So, <laughs> well, that's true. You were, and that that was good. Um, one of the things you said was that people think that if they look at their fears, mm-hmm. that they will create them, and it's exactly yeah. the opposite because what yeah. you're doing is when you suppress your fears, your fears are still there. And yeah. what they're doing is they're undermining everything you're doing. Yeah, and they're festering. Yep, and and they're, they're, it's like this little family of fears, yeah. and, and they just gather around and they see, oh, look, he's going this way or she's going that way. Let's yeah. Let's see if we can sabotage this. Yeah. If you don't bring them up, bring them out and look at them. If you do, like in, in the book, you know, when you write down, I'm afraid, um, mm-hmm. well, let, let's just look at what we were talking about in the first segment. I'm yeah. afraid if I put myself out there, this will happen. Right. What you have to look at is, is this true? Will this happen? Mm-hmm. It may, it may not, but at least it's something to look at. I'm afraid if I eat raw food, I'll have no social life. Is this true? Will you have no social life? Probably not. You can probably mm-hmm. create a new social life. I mean, mm-hmm. there's other options once you bring them out. If you don't bring them out, you have no options. Right, and you can't see them clearly. Like, I'm looking at this. I, the page is open right now, and I'm looking at this blank page. It's it's a very, you know, I hate to say it's a simple book because people have said that about my book. Oh, it's so, even though it's 600 pages and there's tons of information in it, there's, just like your book, Revel, it's a it's a pretty big book, but it's simplistic in the in the sense that it's an easy read. Yeah. And it's just at the top of the page it says my fears, I am afraid, and it's just this blank page for you to write them out and there's something about when you see them in front of you, they're not as scary. Oh, exactly. When you bring them up, you realize, oh, well that's not so bad. Yeah, and sometimes it's almost like, oh, that seems so silly. Why was I, you know, creating this huge thing in my mind about this? Yeah, but the other thing is, too, you'll see cycles. Like sometimes mm. people write, I'm afraid I will succeed. I'm mm. afraid I'll fail. Yeah. If you don't bring that up mm-hmm. and look at it and start laughing your butt off and go, wow, I'm afraid to succeed and I'm afraid to fail. Yeah. Well, that's really put me, no wonder I'm at a dead end. I can't go anywhere with this. Right. Then you get to do something. You get to play with it. You get to talk to a coach about it, talk to a friend, talk to mm-hmm. somebody about it and say, wow, where can I go with this? How can I handle this? Yeah. These are my fears. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And so you've got to get the fears out. And also in that book, I've got uh, quotes, a lot of quotes. Oh, I know. I Well, I love quotes because, you know, in my book, I have a ton of quotes. But there's yeah. a quote, I think, on almost every, I think you missed a couple of pages, but there's a quote on almost every page. <laughs> yeah, I got 90 quotes in there. You really? Yeah, yeah, I love quotes. I'm a real yeah. quote person, so I've been reading those. That's what I've been scanning through all morning, reading all of those. Okay. Yeah, but they're uplifting. I mean, it's a great book because, you know, there's something about holding all this stuff inside that yeah. you can, you know, it's easy to justify it to ourselves. It's easy for our mind to play tricks on it. It's easy for the inner child and the inner adolescent and whoever else is in there, you know, your negative ego. It's easy for when it's in your head to be so much uh, bigger. And uh-huh. when you put it down on paper and you get it out, you can really deal with it so much more. It becomes so much clearer what, what your issues are and what you're going through and what your choices are and what your fears are. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, so thanks for helping me process online in front of the whole world. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, well, you know, let's, let's look at something here because yeah. if you have secrets, not you, yeah. you in particular, I'm talking in general, people yeah. have secrets. People can use that against you. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's, I put yeah, pretty much. Yeah, my life's a pretty much open book. <laughs> well, yeah. I try to be secret. So how can, yeah, but how can, how can somebody use something against you when it's already out there? Right. Like right. people might threaten me with certain things in my life and I'll say, hey, you know what? Yeah. Let me just put it out there. I'll beat you to it. Okay. Right. Now what are you going to, they cannot blackmail you unless you've really right. got something. <laughs> you know, it's out there. Hey, I yeah. do this, I do that. Okay. Well, it's so funny because Dennis is, he's just a very different, he's a much more introverted person. And we've talked about him before on the show. And sure. Hi, he Dennis. doesn't tell anybody anything. <laughs> yeah. And I am so the opposite. I mean, I'll meet somebody at a grocery store and they'll know my entire life story <laughs> and everything about me. You know? <laughs> but it's been interesting because, as you know, I've, I've had a stalker, which, you know, yes. maybe we can talk about it at some point. But, um,. I don't even like to give it any energy. And it's been a very bizarre thing. I mean, this woman is, like, obsessed. And um, I think some people experienced her on, on RFT for a moment. Yeah, yeah. She's written online. I mean, it has been. We, we The FBI is involved in everything. I mean, it's a whole thing. So, um, and it's actually, it's, it's going to be, I think, a good, um, I think it'll be a good thing, uh, the resolution of it. But... It's been a nightmare, and I've really, and I kept thinking, well, why did I create her in my reality? Why am I creating this? And um, it's been interesting to talk, you know, it's all about how to put myself out there. Now that I'm getting bigger, I'm on TV, and it's it's just been, for me, um, even though it's been horrible at times, it's been an interesting um, growth experience for sure, me. Sure, Because... It is. How do I put myself out there? Well, what if people don't like me? What if I do the radio show and they liked me from my book, but they don't like how I sound? And, you know, this, I mean, that's, that's what life's about. I mean, that's what, I'm not going to hide from that. And that's why, like, that was one of my fears. Well, what if I do the show and I don't do it well? Or people don't like me. And whatever that stuff was, whatever that nagging voice in my negative ego or whatever it was in the back of my head. Yeah, you can be like me and just not care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Dennis is funny. He said to me at one point, what did he say? You know, you have you have 10,000 people or 10 million people who love you, and out of those people, there may be, you know, two that, exactly. that don't like you. And yeah. he said, unlike me, who, you know, I know 10 people, and nine of them don't like me. I mean, who cares? <laughs> but it's always, you know, it's funny because as human beings, you can do something right a hundred times but when you do something wrong that one time that's what we tend to focus on 
Yeah, exactly. But I also think that a big part of it is from constantly looking for approval as as we're growing up. Mm, yeah. You no, know, I'm 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 doing some work with teenagers, and I'm reading the books on the uh, teenage suicides and why they mm. they did or thought about doing. And basically, one book I'm reading is about kids who did do it, or did they didn't do it? They attempted it, didn't succeed. Mm-hmm. And the, these were interviews with these kids. And a lot of it was how they're trying to get their parents' attention and or approval. Mm. And once you become an adult, I still see that. With people in their 40s, 50s, 60s still oh, trying. Absolutely. Their parents are dead and they're still trying to get their p- approval. Yeah. And I think we carry that into our lives as as adults, as humans. We're constantly looking for other people's approval yeah. instead of approving of ourselves yeah sometimes you look over at somebody and they've got an eyebrow raised and you take it personally yeah and you get crazed or somebody gives you know flips you the finger hey it's a finger what you know where you put your focus Mm -hmm. and what you say about something yeah you know somebody flips you off and you go oh well you know and the ego comes in yeah hey some it's a finger yeah, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that because I was driving the other day. My parents are up here visiting. Mm-hmm. And I was oh, driving yeah, the other day. Oh, God, yeah. And we were driving the other day. Yeah, we anyway, were driving the other day. Yeah. Blazing over that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was distracted. And I don't know what happened. Some guy tried to cut me off, and I didn't even notice. And I just, I, I didn't even know what I did wrong or if I did, or he was just kind of, a, it was a younger, younger guy. And right. he gave me the finger. And I started laughing, and my father was, like, horrified, and then I was thinking, um, I was actually talking in the car about this, how if Dennis was in the car, he would have gotten so enraged and so upset that the guy did that, and, you know, it's, it's all your perception. Exactly. It's what, what, you, what you give it. It's the meaning you give yeah. it. Yeah, and I actually felt bad for the guy. I was like, wow, why did he have to get so hostile? I mean, I didn't mean to do that. And, you know, I was kind of like, I almost wanted to apologize and say, listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's not personal, dude, honest. Yeah, but like he took it so personally. So, and that, yeah. yeah, and you didn't even know each other. Right. Well, it was me she cut off. Right. Well, yeah, but you know what? If it was a guy ahead of you, she'd have done the same darn thing because she's not paying attention. It's got nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's not personal. And even if it's personal, it's not personal. Right. That's the hardest thing to learn. No, I'm I'm sincere. If somebody's directing something at you specifically, Mm -hmm. you don't know really where they're coming from. Right. An example of this was, and I don't know if I mentioned this in a show or I was just talking to somebody about it. Yeah. One time I, I went off on my teacher, mm. and he looked at me and he says, who are you talking to? You're not talking to me. Who are yeah. you talking to? Yeah. And I, I was like, well, I'm talking to you. And he goes, no, you're not. He says, not in that tone of voice, the person who supports you, who loves you, who yeah. takes care of you, who has brought you to this point. This is not the person you're talking to. Who are you talking to? Mm. And I had to realize, and I went back and I said, oh, my God, some part of me Mm -hmm. thought I was talking to my father Mm, or somebody else or maybe some guy in my life. Who knows? But the thing is, you know, there was something on the forum about some relationship thing. And I said, it's not about you. It's whatever this person is saying in their head to 
Yeah, whatever, whatever those old tapes are playing in their yeah. head. Yeah. yeah, it's not about you. It's rarely about you. Sometimes yeah. it is. I mean, yeah. if you're a jerk and somebody says, hey, you're a jerk and you're acting like a jerk and you've got 10 people telling you you're a jerk, then it's about you. Right. You know what, Billy? Oh, you know what, uh, Billy? You know what Dennis always says to me? My ex-husband, Billy, I was married when I was younger. Hey, you and know we're what? Still... Huh? Hold, hold your thought about your ex-husband. We'll be okay. back in a moment. You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockin', R-A-W-K-I-N, radio.com. This is Revel, and we're back with Rockin' Radio. Uh, my website's www.revelations.com. That's with two V's and two L's. What you'll find there is weekly revelations. Uh, a lot of people are signing up for those now. Thank you very much. You might get one in a week or two. <laughs> I'm not really good about getting those out, but every once in a while I get out a good one. Um, there's also information on my new teleclass, which is happening in July. I've just put that out on Raw Food Talk and the um, personal growth. Um, not everybody who's joining will be a raw foodist, but it tends to be people who are into the raw food world. And we don't talk necessarily about raw, except we do talk about businesses and how to create businesses and things like that. And any personal issues people have with relationships and stuff, it's really fun. I've got two books out. Uh, one we spoke about already, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook. I don't, you know, people do enough work. We don't need to work we don't need to do a workbook. Make it fun. Have fun. And the other one is Smoothies and Smoothies for Life. And this is a good way to get started in raw is to have a lot of smoothies that you can interchange and really make. I mean, there's things with figs in there and all kinds of interesting good stuff. Mm. Um, uh, you can find this program and my other radio programs. I've got three of them going now at revel.com, R-E, two V's as in victory, E-L-L. Dot com, And I think that's about it. And uh, Alyssa, you were talking about... Oh, yeah, I was just saying that um, we were talking about not when you're in your head and you're talking to somebody, sometimes you play, replay those old tapes. And one thing, Dennis, Dennis is very, like, sarcastically funny, and he makes me laugh all the time. But if I kind of get on a roll, one thing he'll say to me, I, I was married years ago, and I'm, I'm still good friends with my ex-husband, I mean, we were young, and um, his name is Billy, and Dennis will just look right at me, and he'll say, I'm not Billy, and I'm not your mother. <laughs> and I just get what he means. You know, all of a sudden I'll snap out of it, because I'll be, like, whining, or, you know, all of a sudden I get in this weird space, or I'll be, like, playing my old tapes for him. And he's good. He calls me on my stuff, and then I just start laughing, and I'll say, all right, all right. <laughs> now, the first time he did that, did you just look at him like, what I was, I started like you know he cracks me up. I was okay. shocked that it came out of his mouth, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he said, "I'm not Billy, and I'm not your mother." 
stop bullshitting me. Whoa. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. So, now, do you, I, get... you know, I said, okay, I mean, all right. Do you, right. do you get to call his stuff, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's I okay with... I, I'm usually the one to do that, you know. So when it comes out of his mouth, it's, it's very, uh, Dennis doesn't speak unless there's something important to say, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he he's he's a good uh, grounding for you. Actually, a p- polar opposite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're very different in that way. Yeah, it's, it's similar to the way Bo and I are too. He's he doesn't talk much. Yeah. Usually, but yeah. So, sometimes. Uh, well, last night he was on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> he was so excited. So things are just rolling for him. He left the business he was in, and so now he's got he, – I told him as soon as he leaves that particular – lets it go because he was holding mm-hmm. on to this this job where he was just miserable. And mm-hmm. this is for everybody. It's not just, just you know talking about Bo, but it's an example of how you hang on to what's known. We were talking about comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And you hang on to what's known not knowing where you can go with with – anything else and as soon as that got let go Mm -hmm. whoa i mean he needed a few days where he was just crashing every day at at, you know for hours at a Mm -hmm. time and he he just he just needed to um de-stress and detense but once that happened boy things are just coming up left and right it's like wow how do you make a decision and and basically we're just like looking at the options of where we can go with what's Mm. what's come up and what's available actually he's speaking at a women's group uh it'll have been three let me see we're, we are taping this ahead, folks. So, you, so you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to hide that and act like we're not. Yeah. And so it'll be about three weeks. Um, so today, the day we're taping this, he's going to speak at a women's group that I'm a co-director of, and oh, it, it's cool. like it's the start of all these good things happening. But yeah. you got to take that step. Sometimes you've got to. And I don't say. You know, if you got debt and you've got children to take care of and you got a house to take care of, et cetera, et cetera, that you need to let go of something for something else to happen. You know, some people have done that. They've just yeah. quit their jobs and you're like, um, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. You know? Well, even if it's consciously, I think consciously making the choice, <clears throat> really deciding that yes. you're going to let that go and yeah. making the shift. Because if you don't make any kind of change, whether it's physical or mental or emotional or spiritual, then there's no room for the good to come, you know, the other stuff to come in. Yeah, that's a that's a very very good point because once he made the the uh, decision that he was going to be out of there by the end of June. Yeah. Wow. That's when things started happening, and instead he ended up in the middle of May, mm-hmm. giving it up in the last two weeks. Like I said, first week or so, he was just like just needed to just be but yeah. then over the last week or so it's just like whoa okay wow. this is rolling yeah but you've, you've got to cool. start putting it out you've got to have something to offer yeah and like some of the people i have worked with they've thought about they they could just quit their job and just go on but um they've realized you know no we need to sit down we need to work up a plan and um Let's get you going. And sometimes people say, well, I just don't have time. I work all day and I've got the kids. You know, I know people who have written books after their children have gone to bed. They've spent a half an hour, an hour every single day. You don't Mm -hmm. have to spend a lot of time. Right. If you take 15 minutes a day focused on something you want to do, something you have a passion for, 15 minutes a day, just think at the end of the uh, week, you'll have two and a half hours. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Just get started. Take baby steps. Crawl well, if you have to. I think it's, too, what we've talked about, what um, 
Elaine teaches in the five-day training, which she's going to be doing in the 30-day program. And you and I have talked about this so much, Revel, about what's your compelling vision. And when you find your passion, when if you are really passionate about something, you're going to find the time. It's going to be, what's that expression? I hope you know it because I... Forget it. It's someday, someday that you know the time will come when it's. Um, what is it? The time will come when, when it's more painful to remain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, when it's right. I don't know exactly what the words either, but it's true. When when you know, it's basically sometimes you got to hit rock bottom. Yeah, it becomes more painful not to do with the joy that's in your heart, not to live your passion. Yes, and not to put out there what you are born to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a question for you. Sure. Now, I, I, you've probably already talked about this. I have mental memory, mm. so I, <laughs> so I forget things. Yeah. But let, let's just go back to you started you the baby steps you took mm-hmm. to build your business. This did not happen overnight. How long, how long have you been working towards this? Um, I do things in a weird way though. <laughs> Yeah, well, things kind of just evolved for you, right? I mean, it's not yeah, like you really I mean, I thought I, about it. Yeah, I well, I mean, like you, Revel, I've been doing this for 20. I've been doing my spiritual growth for working actively on my spiritual growth for 20 years. And I don't always talk about it with people because everyone has, you know, there's, there's millions of people out there and they have different beliefs. And I don't always shove my belief down people's throat. So no, as well you should. When, huh? As well you shouldn't. <laughs> Well, it's funny because when people say, well, how did you create your business? How did you? I'm not someone who would sit down and never do a business plan. I'm just not. It's not my personality, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like without talking about the spiritual part, it's hard for people to understand because I kind of leave that part out. And then they're like, well, what things just happened to you miraculously? But it's not. I, I really, many years ago, 20 years ago um, at least, um, if not before then, I really started to work on my spirituality, and I realized that I create everything in my life 100%, and I took responsibility for everything, and I really, um, you know, we've done whole shows on this, you and I, about how to create your reality and how to look at the issues in your life and how to celebrate them so that you know how to, we talked about abundance and Mm -hmm. how to create abundance, and I've really mastered a lot of those skills. That's why I can work through things very quickly, and when I started Raw Food, um, I just, I did start out taking the baby steps. I mean, I originally just started making tons of food for people. People loved it. I started a business where I would deliver food to people. I mean, this was many, many years ago. And then people would say, well, can you come and speak to a group of my friends? And then people would say, can you come and speak to, um, you know, in this health food store? So that's how it kind of started out. And then one of my clients uh, said to me, I was working with her on a regular basis, and she said to me, Alyssa, you have got to put in writing what you have done with me this week. I've lost five pounds. I've eaten more food. She had been at one of the the raw food places for like eight months. She lost weight. She felt great, but she was starving. She didn't know how to even make the food when she came home because she was living on greens and sprouts. And she said, it's just not realistic. I mean, yeah, I felt great, but unless I live there for the rest of my life, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yes. So um, I lived with her for a week, and we became really good friends, and I was making food, and she just loved it. She said, you have to put into writing. And that was kind of the spark. I mean, this was many years ago, even before I really sat down to write it. Um, because then my fears came up about, well, I can't write a book. I've never written a book. I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yes, and then I just the pa- my passion, like that's what we were just talking about. The my desire to help people, my passion for raw food, just became so much bigger than the the things I didn't know how to do. I forgot that I didn't know how to write a book. As a matter of fact, when I sat down to finally, I thought, well, I'll just get my thoughts done. I'll start writing an outline. Maybe I can write a book. I realized I didn't know how to type. <laughs> and I still type with two fingers. And okay. I was like, oh, my God, I'm sitting at a computer, and I don't, I'm just about to write a book, and I don't even know how to type. But I didn't focus on it. My passion was so big. I just knew somehow I would get it done. And when I really believe, we've talked about this before, too, is that when you take the steps to do it, other things open up. If I had never said, all right, let me sit at the computer and see if I can do this, the other doors wouldn't have opened for me. I wouldn't have even been able to see that those other doors because I would have been stuck in still delivering food for people or believing that I couldn't write a book, I wasn't a writer, I didn't know how to type. You know what I mean? I do, and we've got to go. Wow. So this is Revel, (laughs) and always Revel in life, and remember to... Play with your food. And this is Alyssa telling you that you don't have to change your life to eat raw food, but raw food will change your life. We'll be back next week. Bye. See you then. 